0: This is episode three, episode three, Genesis three. Started off right, dear Lord. I thank you, thank you for another day. I thank you, Lord, for bringing me home safely. Uh, Friday, the 19th, February 19th, I'll be exactly 34 years old in seven more days. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, God. Thank you. I thank you, Lord, for surrounding me with your angels while I was out, driving all over the city. I thank you, Lord, for heat. heating this car. heating the house. Hot water. For power. Just hearing all these stories about people without water. Some people don't even have water. And I understand that some people normal every day. But, Lord, so I just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All these little things that we take for granted. I thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Yireh, our provider, Jehovah Nisi, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, our Prince of Peace. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I can't thank you enough, God. Every time i just been ungrateful, I just, I, I'm sorry. I repent for just being ungrateful. Anytime I complain, I, I, I'm sorry for complaining. Lord, I just pray this word, this word that as i read it and then go back and dissect it that your holy spirit would speak through me speak to me give me words of, of of understanding that will just have an impact on whoever listens to this and i just look forward to just continue to see your just many blessings all the testimonies i'll be able to give of your goodness and your faithfulness In your mighty son Jesus' name we pray amen Alright, so I'm just going to jump right into it Is there anything I need to share? No, he's going to go right into it Genesis 3 The man and woman sin I'm trying to squeeze down just a little bit There you go The man and woman sin The serpent was the shrewdest of all Shrewdest of all the wild animals The Lord God had made One day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course, He may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man. Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed, more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Into the man he said, "Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. Though you will eat for, of its grains, by the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made, for you were made from dust, and to dust you will return." paradise lost god's judgment then the man adam named his wife eve because she would be the mother of all who live and the lord god made clothing from animal skins for adam and his wife then the lord god said look the human beings have become like us knowing both good and evil what if they reach out take fruit from the tree of life and eat it then they will live forever so the lord god banished them from the garden of eden and he sent adam out to cultivate the ground from which the from which he had made which from which he had been made after sending them out the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the garden of Eden and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life you know I'm going to read that last part one more time just verses 22 through 24 because my brain kind of just like spaced out for a hot second alright then the Lord God said Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing God, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they live. Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden. And he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Hmm. All right. Let's go and pause for a second. All right. Now I'm going to read a few verses at a time and just as the Lord gives me any insight or just anything that comes to mind from understanding from my past of reading this scripture before and just anything new that comes about we'll see we'll see what he says or what what he gives me or what insights come up so here we go and if you anyone listening if you have some insights or things you want to share or something that stands stood out to you or something that i say like wow i never thought of it that way aaron you know that's cool or you want to expound on it uh, the best way to probably reach me is on my Instagram at uh, Chew the Bible on Instagram. Just send me a DM there. That'd be probably the best way. So here we go. Yeah, Chew the Bible, Chew the Bible on Instagram. All right, here we go. The man and the woman sin. The serpent was the shrewdest of the of the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? All right, so my first question is <laughs> just thinking about this. It just says one day. So, how I'm curious to know just it's a random thought like, where, how long were they in the garden before this animal, before this serpent just came up to Eve? And started talking to him. How long do they get a chance to actually enjoy the garden before the fallen state of it? Also, what was it about the serpent that, like, I just imagine like the gecko from the Geico commercials? Like, what was it about this this serpent that made Eve? This okay? This it's a talking serpent. What was he like? What did he look like? Um, that made. It's just so natural for her to just listen to him and believe what he was saying. Anyway, just a few thoughts in the beginning. And it's that question that he asks, did God really say you must not eat? I feel like every that question is something every day that we are tempted with. Like, did God really say this? Did God really say you couldn't do that? Did God say if you, you know fornicate before you get married is that gonna cause you know did he really say that's gonna cause consequences and curses and at like that you could just insert fill in the blank anything did god really say this did god really say that so anyway of course we may eat of course we may eat from the fruit from the trees in the garden the woman replied it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat god said you must not eat it or even touch it or you if you do, you will die. They could look at it, but they couldn't eat it and they couldn't touch it. And it was in the middle of the garden. So it was like this constant temptation. It's wild. It's wild. It's like God, he could have put the he could have put that tree like a long way away somewhere without a like, somewhere you can think about it. It's kind of like, I was talking to my brother about candy and sweets and cookies. Like, we have a sweet tooth. It's something about, like, when cookies or, yeah, any kind of candy is out of sight, it's easier for me to avoid it. When it's when I see it, yeah, it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no. Hard to resist. Especially when I would have to pay for it if it's free. Mm. You might, he might as well. God might as well put a tree in the middle that said "free cookies." That would have been my my kryptonite. My like, God, you gonna make me look at these cookies or this pie, this apple pie, every day, and I can't touch it or I eat it. If I eat it, I'll die. And it's wild because that yeah, it says you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. This contradicts what God said. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So it's like. not that you want like he just he's a counterfeit all the time he lies so he's like hey you won't die your eyes will just be open and you'll be like god so it's a temptation He's like hey you can be like god making it that was the proposition that she made he made that satan was the serpent was making to uh eve the woman was convinced wow she was convinced I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way, for anyone curious. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she, it was beautiful. It looked delicious. So it was pleasing to the eye, pleasing to the flesh, the taste buds. Her mouth was salivating. And then she wanted the wisdom. She's like, hey, like God was withholding something from her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband. So clearly who was with her and he ate it too. Yeah, it says he was with her. So he was right next to her. And right there, he could have been like, hey, 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 this, hey, we ain't supposed, this was wild is Adam had the chance right there to be like, nah, nah, player, nah, player." All right, I know what you just did was wrong, but hey, I'm good, I'm good. And she, they would have been good. I believe that would have been good I don't think God would have cursed Eve Because God gave the command to Adam I believe yeah, to not eat from the fruit And he conveyed that message on to Eve So Alright then let's see here At that moment I'll have to go back and read that at some point At that moment their eyes were opened And they suddenly felt shame With their nakedness So it's almost like there was This veiled world all this veiled understanding of this this spiritual realm that was there the evil realm but they couldn't see it because God had yeah they couldn't see it until they ate and they had not all the knowledge of God but they had some of the knowledge of God at least about this this realm of good and evil that God had to put there because he didn't want us to be robots he had to give us free choice to eat the cookie or not eat the cookie and it's crazy they suddenly felt shame oh man that I I know I hate the feeling of shame when I feel shame I've done some things recently that I am not proud of that I am still dealing with the after effects of the shame of it and of sinful choices that I've made. And I can only imagine what it was like for Adam and Eve. Like it had to be Tom's a thousand. That feeling and sense of shame. And then they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Like, hmm, how intricate was this this outfit of fig leaves? They sewed them together how do they even know how to sew and essentially like what was their first thought like, oh let's put the clothes on let's cover ourselves up they did not even understand what the concept of nakedness was yet when the cool of the evening breezes were blowing the man and his wife heard the lord god walking about in the garden And so yeah this i just looked up the little side note here on nlt anytime it says man here they actually also you could just say adam It's referring to adam here so i'm in verse eight it's interesting that god was i was like i don't know something about that phrase that stands out it says he was walking god was walking out in the cool of the day Something about the breeze reminds me of the Holy Spirit, just like earlier in chapter two was talking about how the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There's been times where I felt like cold air on the cold air on the back of my neck. I'm like, "Hmm." I don't know. And I've heard other people talk about air and just like the wind, like you can't see it, but you know, it's there what i think about i think of the holy spirit there's even some other scriptures i think in acts that refer to holy spirit as as the property of wind anyway i'm not gonna go there yet We'll, we'll eventually we'll reach there uh yeah so they hid from the lord god among the trees then the lord verse nine then the lord god called to the man where are you I saw this funny like God knows where they are He's omniscient he's omnipresent Omnipresent So he knew where they were He just was like hey Come out reveal yourself Quit hiding He replied I heard it's almost like them kids we play hide and go seek And they hiding behind a pole but you can see them Clearly behind the pole We you're like where are you playing like, I don't know It's interesting. it's interesting God is interesting to me He replied, or Adam replied, I heard you walk, oh no. Yeah, who's saying this? Oh yeah, Adam is saying this. He said, he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked, the Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Once again, here's another question from God that he already knows the answer to. Sometimes I wonder if if this was this written here by uh, Moses to just help us have an understanding of the, of the conversation and dialogue and the story it's just weird that God would even just ask this question, like he already knows the answer to this, he could have just been like hey, I saw y'all what y'all did you can come out <laughs> and I already know the serpent tricked y'all and this is going to happen. Like it just I don't know. I just think about that. The man replied, it was the woman, it was and then here we go. Here's the best line. Uh the best and the worst line. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and ate it. And I and I ate it. It's interesting that God went directly to Adam. He didn't go to Eve when he confronted them. He went to Adam to ask the questions. And yeah, here goes the blame game. He blames Eve. Then the Lord God asked the woman... I can't even, like, get all holy now. Because I know I'll probably do some same some Adam stuff. But, hey, God, it was this woman you gave me. Like, ah, oh, She was cool. She was fine. She was attractive in the beginning. But, uh, yeah, she tripped me up. She tripped me up. The blame game. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? So then he goes to the Eve. The serpent deceived me. She Yeah. So adam blames eve then Eve blames the serpent serpent the serpent deceived me she replied that's why i ate it then the lord god said to the serpent it's like those old uh whatever that dude's name flip wilson or the dude used to say devil the devil made me do it that's where this comes from then the lord god said to the serpent it's interesting that god does this dish out this out the punishment directly to the serpent so yeah verse 14 because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl in your belly, groveling in the dust, as long as you live. I had an old friend that asked, Why was a serpent cursed when the serpent didn't really do anything wrong? It was being used by the devil? I don't know. So it seems kind of crazy that God would curse all serpents from this, that day forward, all snakes. And yeah, the, the comment that somebody said before, because it said you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. So that makes you think that maybe, yeah, the serpent didn't used to crawl on his belly at one point. It used to actually walk upright like, a, like the talking gecko and Geico commercials. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your heel, head and you will strike his heel or bruise his heel. I'm going to go ahead and do a quick foreshadowing. Should I? Yeah. So there's... Huh? Where is it? I gotta. I, don't, I can't remember where exactly it is. I think it's in... Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Is it Exodus? Leviticus? One of these Pentateuch scriptures. You know what? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up while I'm on it. Scripture... looking at uh, um, they had to look at the staff to be healed I think that's Exodus oh numbers so in numbers I'll just read it God sent the what, what actually happened what happened in this story Basically, the children of Israel was tripping. And so they were complaining, as they did a lot, as we all do as Christians. And yeah, typical children of God. The children of Israel were complaining. And yeah, Numbers 21.9. So God sent a plague of snakes and killed off a bunch of folks. But the remnant that was left behind said, hey, like all y'all got to do is look at this staff. Like Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. And anyone that was bitten by the snake on the hill they all they had to do look at look at the uh all they had to do was look at the um the bronze snake on the pole and they were healed so yeah this is just a for keep that in mind uh as we i I'll, I'll stop there cuz there's so much more I could say about this um just know constantly that the old testament is always a foreshadowing to the new testament to the coming savior jesus christ who's gonna be like uh, that bronze snake on the pole but yeah i'm jumping ahead all right verse 16 then he said to the woman i will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy oh and in your in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband but he will rule over you as someone who was married and has witnessed childbirth, of I didn't, I didn't experience childbirth, but I witnessed it. I have uh, four children myself, and so I was there for all four of them. Thank God, and I saw each pregnancy. And uh, yeah, did not end except for one of them, I think, because Matthew, my one son, was born early. So yeah, ex for the exception of my one our. Third child, all the other three, my former wife, um had an epidural for those. So yeah, even with the epidural, it does not look comfortable. I'll say that. And all the things leading up to it, yeah, it does not look comfortable. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. I'm not gonna say a whole lot about that, I ain't trying to get in trouble, I'm not trying to get a whole lot of anger mail. In my DM on Instagram, but you can clearly see that not just wives are trying to control their husbands, but yeah, other way around, men try to control their wives, and yeah, that whole this is the tug of, tug of war. As you can see here, men weren't it wasn't supposed to be this way. Men weren't supposed to be the rule over their wives there was a there was a clear headship there but it was never supposed to like be the way it is now where this it feels like authority over you or this rulership ruling over their the spouse the man wasn't supposed to do that and the woman wasn't supposed to desire to have control and and, and yeah yeah i could probably talk more about that but i won't I'll stop there And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. The ground was cursed. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grain by the sweat of your brow. Will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made? for you were made from dust and to dust you will return. It's so, like so much there. All I can say is it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I don't have to, I don't farm for my food right now. And I've heard different people say that yeah, that's one of the problems that we have is people are so disconnected from their food source. They don't really see God in the process of getting food because we can just go to Popeyes and get, you know, number 3 you know, anyway, we have other people working in Tyson chicken shops, getting our food and yeah. Oh man. You could talk about that for days the food supply and the work. I just finished delivering a bunch of food for 12 hours just now and I'm tired and I look forward to the day when I'm not tired like this every day and I don't have to drive and make deliveries all day. I'm yeah lord god i'm praying pray with the lord god in the name of jesus lord i pray for a miracle to where i can focus on doing things like this and just sharing the gospel and get up and be able to bless people and still um yeah take care of my responsibilities as a father and be able to provide for my yeah my basic needs but not have to make these deliveries every day i'm looking forward to that that miracle that blessing in the mighty name we pray thank you jesus and i anyone that wants to touch and agree on that i'll 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 pray that for you too for the audience that lord yes god there's a million ways to make money out here these days legitimately there's a lot of scams out here our lord in the name of jesus lord just open up doors for people to be able to do your work just like my brother and i joke that whole coming to america scene where he's like my son works i imagine you got like (laughs) Once I came, once we came into your kingdom, Lord, and accepted our identity in Christ that we're seated at the right hand of the Father, Lord, I shouldn't have to be out here making these deliveries no more. You are going to come through in a mighty way, God, and provide all of my needs, plus more, so I, my the barns will be full, so I, I can be able to bless so many other people, and I'll be able to just do stuff like this full time. Read the Bible, chew the Bible And pray for folks And just minister to folks I look forward to that day, it's coming soon It's coming soon In your mighty name I pray, Jesus, amen Alright, I had to do a little prayer break Yeah, thorns and thistles And yeah, God had to remind Adam like Hey, hey, hey partner I made you from the dust, and you're going to go right back to the dust, we weren't meant to, wow, that guy would do that, it just reminds me of, just imagine, imagine making the most, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something, imagine the most beautiful sculpture ever that you spent, you spent hours and hours and hours and hours, I'm trying to think of something that I've worked on And spent hours and hours and hours and hours. I can't really think of anything right now. But. I spent all. You spent all these hours on this sculpture. Right. And then. And it's beautiful. Amazing. And then you're like. You know what. I'll let this sculpture. You know. Hang around for like a day. (laughs) But as soon as tomorrow comes. Because this. This sculpture didn't. Isn't. Isn't. Isn't 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 quite what I wanted it to be. It's off a little bit. It's flawed now, and so I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna break. I'm just gonna destroy this, this sculpture and throw it right back into this being what it was before, just a bunch of a lump of clay. I'm not gonna even let it put in the kiln and let it harden. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wet it back up and just blow it back in a lump of clay and that's what i think of that's what i think of you were made from dust and from into dust you will return wow all right let's keep going because we only got almost done paradise lost god's judgment so sad this is one of the most tragic stories ever ever this is the most tragic story ever it doesn't get any worse it doesn't get any sadder than this but As I always say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all there. Watching the events of this happening before it happened. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. Hmm. So all before it was referring to Adam and Eve, but it didn't say their names. They didn't get names till after they... I could be wrong, but it was mentioning Adam and Eve, but it doesn't actually mention their names until... Until verse 20 of chapter 3. There goes the answer to my question. And Adam is the one who named his wife Eve. Did Adam have... Hold on a second. I gotta look this up. So first you gotta look up Adam Name Meaning. So his name means the ground or earth. Earth or soil. Adama in Hebrew. From the ground of the earth. So, did Adam and Eve have names before Genesis three? Y'all bear with me, I'm about to write this up. I just have this question Adam recognizes the woman as bone of my bones And flesh of my flesh He names her Eve meaning the mother of all living The author notes that this creates the foundation for marriage Uh, The woman is called Isha Woman with an explanation that this is because She was taken from Ish meaning man The two words are not in fact connected Later after the story of the Garden is complete she will be given A name Eve when did Adam get his name in the Bible? Genesis tells Genesis 1 tells of God's creation of the world and his creatures. I'm just getting this right off Wikipedia, y'all. Humankind is the last of his creatures, male and female created he them and blesses them and called their name Adam. Genesis 5 2. The complete biblical account of Adam and Eve can be found. Uh, no one's answering my question. Why didn't Adam? So Adam had a name, just meant his name just means from the earth. So he, that was his name. Adam had a name, but his woman didn't have, his wife didn't have a name yet. So that's, that's, that's all I can think of there. God named Adam. And it just meant, it is, it's weird because it didn't say anything in here about, I'll have to look at some other translations. But his name just simply means Adama from the earth on the ground the name's the woman eve because she was the mother of all living god made skin garments all right so yeah genesis three twenty. that's where adam named he named the animals then he names his wife what is the, there's something significant about that i'm not gonna go into that eve sounds like a hebrew term that means to give life to give life That's another interesting question Was God would, If Adam and Eve had not sinned Would God Continue to have Produced humans Through The process How would they have been produced I guess it would have been through childbirth Through a seed But it wouldn't had had all the pain that's involved in it That would be interesting to see all right, let me just finish it up. Verse 21, And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. God didn't have to do that. They were making their own clothing earlier. He's like, oh, y'all see? Yeah, God made clothes for him. That's just... When I think about this, my brother and I talk about how when we were kids, we got spanked, and everyone has their different opinions about spanking. I personally don't agree with it, but hey, that's that's that was the best our dad could do for what he knew how to do it. And hey... It probably saved me from a whole lot of other stuff. Anyway, there's many ways you can discipline kids. Anyway, but our dad, our dad used to spank us. Love my pops, love my pops. Um, but he used to always hug us and pray with us afterward. And when I think of this scripture, just remind like this is God's way of hugging Adam and Eve, even after they did something wrong and they disobeyed God. He still showed that he loved them and cared for them. All right, let's close it out. Then the verse twenty-two. Then the Lord God said, "Look, the human beings have become." See here, who is he talking to? Who is he talking to? Look, the human beings have become like us, like us. Only thing I can think is he's talking to the Father. He's God is talking to the uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, knowing both good and evil. But still, that's another question. Yeah. Some might argue it's just the Holy Spirit, but it had to be God is clearly the Trinity. So it had to be. Who else was he talking to? Who else is he talking to? Let us look. They have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever wow what if adam and eve and they would have been they would have lived forever in their sinful state wow all right all right then they will live forever so the lord god banished them from the garden of eden and he sent adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had made had been made after sending them out the lord god stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the garden of eden and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life so god was protecting adam and eve by not allowing them to eat from the tree of life so i imagine the tree of life all the other trees were i saw i'm kind of confused cuz it said there was a tree of good and evil the knowledge of good and evil and then there was a tree of life was there just one tree of life or were I imagine all the I guess, I guess I can't speculate too much in the Bible it says there's one tree of life. So the Adam and Eve did Adam and Eve ever partake of the tree of life? Did they ever get a chance to eat from the tree of life? That's a question I the Bible doesn't say anything about it. So it didn't say about them ever eat. All it talks about is the tree that eating from the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. It makes you think of that scripture that um, here, I'm going to quote it. I'm going to look at it real quick. I'm going to close this out. Today I set before you life and death. Where is that? Deuteronomy thirty fifteen? I don't even know what the context of that was. Why this but I'm gonna read it. See I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord God will Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. I'm not going to go too in depth in that. That's Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. But I encourage anyone that's listened to this, <sighs> there's a. Where is it? I, I, sometimes I'm not the greatest at remembering exactly where scriptures are. Um, I know them, but I'll just like sometimes I forget where they are. So I am the way. For those of y'all that, those of you that have never given your life to Christ, there's a scripture in John fourteen six. I encourage you to look it up. Just Google it, download the Bible app. It's a great resource. Look it up. It says, "I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." So, and I won't. There's a scripture that also says that cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. And I won't go into the details of theology behind that. Even I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it But just know that In the garden Jesus was watching this all happen God was watching this all that happened. The Holy Spirit was watching And our great 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 grandfathers here And grandmother Adam and Eve Sinned So whenever you have the question of like Why is there so many bad things happening in the world Why is all this crap going on with COVID-19 And why is all this stuff going on with Um You name the disaster, people's power going out, all the problems, fires, all the stuff. Why does it have to be this way? This points back to the garden. And. God sending that angel to guard. Kicking Adam and Eve out in the garden was just a temporary kick out. It was it was like being grounded. Just like our parents loved us when they grounded us it was for our own protection and yes jesus when we when adam and eve died when adam and eve experienced death they were cursed they were under the curse of sin when they chose to do what they did right they were under that curse and god also instituted he said like every curse is every man who's hung on a tree uh, I can't remember exactly what that scripture is But you can look it up Jesus died on a cross Which has been referred to as a tree at times It's synonymous with a tree it's in, trees are Crosses are, are made of wood Which are made out of trees Jesus had a plan for redemption To take us out of being grounded and And allowing us to be able Once and for all no longer have to deal with the, the penalty of sin because the penalty of sin is death when adam and eve did what they did they died that was the consequence for their wrong decision right and all these grandchildren us we're we're their grandchildren you born in this world you come in this world lying stealing attitude crying conniving cheating my kids i didn't have to teach them how to lie i did not teach them how to steal i didn't teach them how to be sneaky and I walk in the room and they jump doing something they ain't supposed to be doing. That was in all of us. That sin nature is in all of us. So anyway, Jesus bore all of all of that, all of that sin, all the sins that we did in the past, Adam and Eve sin and all the sins that we're going to commit. And so you have the opportunity right now to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to make him God of your life. Even some of the things I'm probably saying may not make sense. For those of you that have already committed Giving your life to Christ You can always say this prayer again Just, I'm just going to pray Dear Lord, thank you Thank you Lord for dying on the cross for me Thank you Lord for taking My sin that Adam and Eve Committed Thousands of years ago And I thank you Lord That I no longer have to Deal with eternal death I can have eternal life I can partake from the fruit of the tree of life and have eternal life. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, heal me, restore me, allow me to understand this idea, not just this idea, partake in this abundant life that you had always destined for me from the beginning. And from this day forward, I make you God of my life, Lord of my life. I commit my ways to you. And I no longer have to live under shame or the curse of shame and condemnation. In Jesus, your mighty name, I pray. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. So if you say that prayer, it's not just a prayer. It's not just some magical formula. There's power to that. And from this day forward, you will never be the same. You will never look at this world the same. You will see things with the spiritual eyes. The Lord the Holy Spirit will begin to say things to you speak to you through even the smallest things and your eyes will be open it's almost like being in a dark room and all of a sudden the lights turned on and it's gonna hurt at the beginning your eyes gonna hurt but then after a while your eyes will be comfortable with the light and the only thing you'll ever be comfortable again with is with light and you will just begin to feel off when you're in darkness when you're around your own old sinful habits the music you listen to to the, the people you used to hang around with the addictions that you used to have just they'll begin to fall off and also i just want to pray anyone i'm going to pray in the spirit anyone that wants to just receive the gift of the holy spirit i don't have the biblical scriptures in ahead of me but just know there's a scripture in the book of acts where the people prayed and the Holy Spirit was given to them and they had the gift of tongues. So if you want to receive this gift, this is a free gift. It's like the gift of salvation is a free gift. If you want the gift of tongues, the to speaking tongues. When I was eight years old, an old German lady prayed with me and asked me if I wanted the gift of tongues. And I didn't ask no questions. I just know there's power in it. There's power in it. It's an invisible language that only you and the Holy Spirit, only you and God can hear. Only God can understand it. Um, there are people that have the gift to interpret it. There's been uh, known examples where people have prayed in uh, tongues and somebody in a whole that spoke a whole different language could understand what they were saying. So with with God, a lot of you can't it's best to not ask a whole lot of questions. Just just say yes, um, and God will begin to reveal things to you. And um, so anyway, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus Anyone who wants to receive this gift This free gift of tongues, Lord that they would begin to just speak in unknown languages. That they would just begin to. It may sound like baby talk, babbling. I just pray in the name of Jesus Lord that they will call out to you, God, and ask for this free gift of tongues, Lord, and that there be power. There be power. That be power, that be power that there would be power. That there be we. They begin to operate in a new spiritual realm that they didn't even know was possible, God. And will not be hocus pocus, fearful, worry, nothing weird about it. Any any weird notions that they had, any abuse of tongues or that happened in the past, I pray you break off in the name of Jesus, God, and that there be a spirit of faith on the listener, and that they will receive it. Even people or that have been in the church for years who are believers, Lord, who have a relationship with you, Lord, that have been tainted and fearful of this gift, Lord. That they will receive it. Any other gifts, Lord, that I in future episodes or that that, that I need to pray for people to receive? I just pray that people would also get the gift of interpretation, Lord. I was just in a room today, Lord. And I heard people speaking in tongues I, for the first time. It was several people talking at once in tongues. And I felt like I could almost hear what they were saying. But I didn't really get a word of, of, of knowledge there. I just pray for words of knowledge, for understanding, a be, gift of being able to, interpret, able to interpret tongues, Lord. The gift of healing, God, that you said to lay the hand, we are to lay our hands on the sick, God, and that we will see people healed. God, I just pray that I will just be able to walk past people. And the people listening to this will be walk past people and just pray and they will be healed instantly. Not just physically, but spiritually, Lord from soul ties. I pray healing over myself, God, from soul ties. From all the pain from my divorce, pain from from my mistakes, Lord, the domestic violence that I've been involved in, the this, all the past hurts and pains, God, in the name of Jesus, God. All of my shame, God. I just pray healing over myself, God, as I speak healing over the listeners any anything that they might have been dealing with that that sin of abortion that sin um that that sin that they feel is the un- give, unforgivable sin god though you know my testimony of being a part of an abortion lord that i was unaware of god but i partook in it because i had premarital sex god that i was not supposed to do before i got married lord and i i i deal with a lot of shame from that still but i break that off in the name of jesus anyone Listening, God, they'll be broken off in the name of Jesus, God. Their past any man, Lord, that was part of domestic violence, putting their hands on women than when they shouldn't have, God. I pray free them of that in the name of Jesus, the guilt and shame of that. I pray they would begin to go back to their um person that they abuse, God, verbally or physically, Lord, and they will they would as they will beg for forgiveness, God, first from you, God, and then from the person that they abuse, God. And they would never do it again. They would never do it again. I break off that lie that once an abuser, they always abuse it. That's not true. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we can walk in victory. We can walk in power. We can walk in authority. In your mighty name, I pray. Anything else, Lord? Any other gifts, God? The gift of prophecy, God. I know there's so many so many people, Lord, that have different thoughts about this gift of prophecy, God. But you are still speaking in these last days, Lord. I, I see every day, Lord, it's coming closer and closer to the end. Coming closer and closer. I pray you give people dreams and visions, God, that be clear and they be woken out of their sleep, God. I pray for this neighborhood, these apartments that I live in, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that my neighbors Lord, will be woken out of their sleep, Lord. They would not they would not be able to rest until they understand the dream that they had, Lord, that they will be woken up and they'll they be going to go seek out interpretations, Lord, and they would be, that, that you will clearly tell them, Lord, that you are coming back soon and that they need to give their life to you and you desire to have a relationship with them. You've been knocking at the door for years, God, and the door has been shut. They've, they haven't answered the doorbell, but you've been knocking. You've been ringing that doorbell over and over and over and over. You've sent messenger after messenger after messenger. And they refused to open the door. But today is the day of salvation. That they would answer that door in your mighty name, I pray, Lord. In your mighty name, I pray. I pray for a revival here in Kansas City that spreads like wildfire across our country. Into the nations, to the world. That all the hearts of the children and all the backsliding children... All, we're all prodigals God all the the scattering the the shepherds of the scattering sheep who are using your name for this profit and gain and money I break off that lie and that curse in Jesus name that people will not I pray even over myself God the spirit of lust Lord that that wants to uh, rule and reign in my heart God that lust that really desires you, God, that desires to have an intimate, close relationship with you, but seeks it out and idolizes women, that idolizes a wife, the desire for a wife, i break it off in the name of Jesus, God. i break it off in the name of Jesus, God. And anyone, Lord, any, any woman here, Lord, who's been waiting year after year after year for a husband, i break off that desire, that idolization of man, that she would know that you're her husband, God. And if it is your will for you to bring a, a spouse into their life, God, that they will wait patiently and know, Lord, when it's from you, just like you brought Adam to Eve, Eve I mean, Eve to Adam, you can bring that spouse to any man or woman on this call, on this, on this podcast that's listening. So I just thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for all that you've done, all you're going to do as I go in this house. As I go home, I pray they have sweet rest they they're listening. That they will have sweet rest, and that they will just call out to you. They will cry out to you, God, and know Lord, that you are with them. That they know that you are with them, God. That you are with them, God, and you desire to impart. You desire to impart your wisdom into them, and they will operate in a way that they never operated for ever. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Alright, thank y'all. I did I did not anticipate doing that, but I felt led to do that. Um I'll do that from time to time. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to Genesis 4. God bless you. Uh let's see. Let's see if we got a song. Uh yeah, let's go ahead and put a song on. Yes. Um I'm gonna break this up. This song is called Just to Be Close to You by Fred Hammond. It's an oldie but a goodie. One of my favorites. Let's let the words minister to you. to you. Just to be close to you. Thank you. I'm going to sing it like you're it. Just to be close to you. To the King of kings and Lord of lords. Just to be close
1: to you. is my
0: desire. Thank you, gosh, Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close. Shit. So once again, that was just to be close to you from a classic, classic album. Uh, Pages of Life uh, by Fred Hammond, and radical for Christ. One of my favorites is short, but simple and just a very I think it's. I feel like it's very fitting because, yeah, Adam and Eve at one point were so close and intimately close to God. They walked with him. And the cool of the day. And they had this direct access to God. And um, before they got put in timeout, kicked out the garden. Once again, I like to say timeout because it's only for a short time that we are all kicked out of the garden. But for those of you, everyone that's accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, you're back in the garden. You just don't see it yet. One day you will fall asleep. And however you end up leaving this earth, some people pass away and they sleep. Some of us, um, there's many ways we leave this earth that we turn to dust. But when all of a sudden our eyes will be opened and we will awaken in our the home we had always longed for, heaven, eternity, the, the garden, the, the, the new heaven, the earth that God has planned for us in his kingdom. And we will have that restored fellowship with him and there'll be no more separation I'll be able to see him face to face somehow. I I don't know how I'm going to even see him face to face without being blinded or just pass out. Somehow I will. I'll be able to be in his presence like Adam and Eve were at one point and not be ashamed, to not be fearful, to not pass out and faint. I look forward to that day. I look forward to that day. And you should too. it's it's right around the corner it's already happened it's just a matter of just being revealed so anyway I could talk about this for days so I'm gonna stop right there hope you enjoy this and love y'all love y'all love y'all God bless you please pray for me please pray for me I'm going through a hard season this singleness stuff is no joke I've been single for a year and a half now divorced for three years and man I yeah I know I'm close to a breakthrough. I just got to hold on. And many of you are close to breakthroughs. Just hold on. Just hold on. Just know you're not in this alone. All right. Y'all take care. God bless.